today is the last of this, uh, the last message of this series. It is Pick Up Your Peace, Part 2. And I'm going to try to rush. I'm just going to say a whole bunch of things. I've already said so much through this series. You know, uh, um, I've, I've said, we've had Fabian share as well. You know, and so there's a lot that has gone into the series. But I just want to begin with this one verse, which says, you keep him or her. The today's New International Version addresses him and her. Okay? So this is not only for the men. You keep him. No, no. It's for both men and women. But you keep him and her in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he or she trusts in you. You know, I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to come back to uh, this verse. But you know, when we look at this, when we look at the storm in Matthew 14, last week I spoke about another storm when Jesus was with the disciples in the boat. But in Matthew 14, we look at another storm where Jesus just finished the miracle of, you know, feeding the 5,000. And he tells, the disciples, he tells the disciples to go on the boat and to, to go on, to go ahead of him. And then there's a storm. And then all of a sudden, you know, I mean, some commentaries say that the waves were way high. You know, they were, they were, they were it was a crazy storm. And the disciples see Jesus walking on water in the distance and they thought it was a ghost. But as they encountered this storm, it shows each and every one of us what real peace is. Jesus intends that this inheritance of peace be ours now and for eternity. We've, I've addressed this over the last couple of weeks that God's peace is perfect. God's peace is perfect. Because that perfect peace is the Lord himself within us. That perfect peace is the Lord himself within us. Now, I just want you to understand that there are two kinds of storms in our lives. You know, there are storms that we cause ourselves. There are storms that we cause ourselves, like Jonah, when he chose to not do what God asked him to do and ended up in the whale's belly. That was a correcting storm. And there are also storms that come when we are in the will of God and sometimes because we are in the will of God, we go through these storms. That is a perfecting storm. So we have a correcting storm and we have a perfecting storm. A correcting storm again is when we choose to do something completely different from what God has asked us to do. And the second one is when we are in the will of God, and sometimes, because we are in the will of God, we experience those storms. Now, if we find ourselves in a correcting storm, we need to figure out where or when we got out of God's will and we need to get back to his will. In the case of the perfecting storm, we need to ask what God is trying to teach us. What God is trying to teach us. Whether it's a correcting storm or whether it's a perfecting storm, God is sovereign over all. God is sovereign over all. Many times we say, why me? To that I ask the question, why not? 
The Bible is very clear when it says he will not allow you to go through what you cannot handle. And even if you come to that place, he will provide a way. He will provide a solution. And so many a times I, I, I look at it this way. Many a times I am in a difficult situation. I am in a place where I would, con I am, I, I am in a place where I would consider this is a storm because I know that God is allowing it because if he wasn't allowing it, I wouldn't experience this in this moment. And also in that moment, as God is allowing the storm, I know that I'm well equipped to deal with what is in front of me. But I also know that I also know and I remind myself of who is on the inside of me. And that is able to lead me to experience perfect peace. Because the one who gives perfect peace is living on the inside of us. You know what the disciples learn in Matthew chapter 14 as they encountered a storm shows us what real peace is. You know, I really like what Corey Ten Boom said. If you look at circumstances, you'll be distressed. If you look within yourself, you'll be depressed. If you look at Christ, you'll be at rest. If you look at Christ, you'll be at rest. Now, I don't know why did Jesus put them in that boat, knowing that a storm was coming? Why did he intercede for them, come walking on water, and then allow Peter to walk on the water? Was Jesus showing off? Of course not. But he was teaching them and he's teaching us a glorious lesson that God comes to you and me with power to sustain you in your storm. God comes to you and me in power to sustain you in your storm. It would have been, um, it would have been crazy, right? If Jesus is walking on the boat, I mean, walking on the water towards the boat, the waves were higher than himself, but it would have been crazy while Jesus was walking. Guys, don't be scared. I'm trying to figure this out as well. Don't be scared, you know? Just, just wait, just wait. I didn't, see what, I didn't see what the weather forecast was like. I didn't go to the med department, but well, we're gonna figure this out, yeah? You guys got life, you guys got life jackets? You got things in the, just, just, we're, we're trying. No, it would have been crazy if Jesus did something like that, right? But Jesus walked towards them with power. He walked towards them with power. And that is how God comes to us in our situation when we are in a storm, when we're going through times of pain. He comes, he comes in power, he comes with power to sustain you, to sustain you in your storm. Even though Peter began to sink, he did not drown. That's a good t-shirt over there. That's a good tagline to put on a t-shirt. Even though Peter began to sink, he did not drown. You may feel like you're sinking today, but I can assure you this, you're not gonna drown because there's a hand that's gonna reach out to you and pick you up. And not only pick you up, take you back into your boat. Take you back into your boat. The waves that the disciples feared could have drowned them, but Jesus walked right over them. What they thought was gonna be over their heads was already under his feet. What they thought was going to be over their heads was already under his feet. 
It doesn't matter what your problem or your storm is. He has already subdued your storm. He, has, he already has the victory over it. He already has the victory over it. I like what Andrew Murray says. God is willing. Say, everyone say willing. I'm just enjoying speaking on the mic today. I don't know what it is, but I'm just loving it. Man, good. Awesome, guys. I just, I can just speak and speak and speak. But I love this. God is willing. Everyone, everybody again say willing. God is willing to assume full responsibility for a life totally committed to him. Think about that. As we fully submit to God, God is willing to, full, God is willing to be fully responsible for carrying out whatever he asks us to do or endure. Whether it is a perfecting storm or whether it is a correcting storm. You can have the full expectation that God will keep his word and he will see you through. It might be a storm that you're going through in your workplace, but you can be assured of this fact that God will see you through. It could be a storm in your house. You can be assured of this fact that God will see you through. It could be, it could be something that you feel needs to be given to you, whether promotion, whether salary increase, whether business deal. It could be a health situation, but you can be assured of this fact that God will see you through. You know, many a times we get upset. We allow ourselves to get upset by what people around us say when they actually did not mean anything. Why? Because the enemy wants you to think otherwise. The enemy wants you to believe the lie. Oh, this person's talking about me. This one did not give me a chance. This one did not do this for me. I call up this person. This person was busy and said, I'll call you later. This person did not come back. The, we allow ourselves at times to go through certain things when actually God intended something completely different out of that situation. You know, and we allow ourselves to believe the lies, to believe the lies of the enemy, and then, and then unforgiveness sets in. Unforgiveness sets in. And unforgiveness is the root cause of a lot of problems that we would face in life. Which is why, you know, Judah had no, no, no idea that I was going to bring this into my message, but it, it was so much in connection with what he shared today, even as we were having communion today. Unforgiveness is the root cause for a lot of things that we experience, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of negative things that we experience in life. Because we just allow it to bottle up and we put a cap on the bottle. But if some of you, I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but I feel that God's moving, God is on this. If some of you are experiencing, uh, a, if some of you are in a place today where you've got unforgiveness in your heart, I've been there, done that. I'm not speaking as a saint out here. But if someone is out over here and you are sitting, you're sitting over here and you feel that there's unforgiveness in your heart, I want you to know that God is more than able. It is a storm. It is painful. But God is more than able to navigate you through that situation, to have you to release whatever is there on the inside of you and to give you that opportunity 
to experience his perfect peace. It's crazy, right? Peace and unforgiveness cannot, cannot settle in our hearts. It cannot reside in the same place. It cannot reside on the, it cannot reside, uh, on the inside of us because it's a battle. It's a battle. You've ever seen those movies where on one shoulder there's the, there's the enemy and on another shoulder there's the angel trying to tell you what to do? It doesn't work like that. It says, you will be in perfect peace whose mind is set on you. He, will be, he or she will be in perfect peace whose mind is set on you. You know, it says over here, God is willing to assume full responsibility for a life that is totally committed to him. Not trying to hear, not trying to figure out which voice do I listen to. No, no, no. God wants to take you through every situation in order for you to experience perfect peace. That is why I find great comfort in this passage. You will keep him, in per him or her in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he or she trusts in you. I want this kind of peace. I want to set my eyes, my heart completely on Jesus and affirm my trust in him. You know, just looking at this passage from the Old Testament, Isaiah was speaking to Israel at a very dark time in its history. But it's a great help to us right now when we're surrounded by such gloom, depression, doubt, uncertainty, fear, and worry. You know, when we're in good times, it's so easy to read Isaiah's words in a superficial way. But when we face the tough times, these words become ever so precious to us and we need to cling to them. We need to cling to them. You know, there's no promise in the Bible that, that we will ever on this earth, there's no promise in the Bible that we will ever on this earth experience freedom from trouble, war, trial, temptation, illness, and loss, but something far better is promised. Perfect peace in the midst of it all. Perfect peace in the midst of it all. Note that Isaiah says, this peace is perfect. That speaks to the kind of peace it is. It is a condition where we are free from disturbance and have perfect harmony, harmony reigning with us. It is to be spiritually healthy and free from discord in our innermost being. It is something that God places within us. This perfect peace is something that God places within us, not something we conjure up. It's perfect in its quality. A perfect rest in God. It's perfect in its quality. It's not the imperfect peace of ignorance when we just imagine that everything's gonna be well, but it's not. It's not, the, it's not the imperfect piece of stagnation. It's not the imperfect piece of stagnation where our life is claim on the surface, where, where our life is calm on the surface, but underneath it's foul with green slime and all manner of decay. And it's not the imperfect piece of dependence where our peace depends on something or someone in this world. It's perfect in its quality. It's perfect in its quantity. God's supply of peace is sufficient and exactly meets our need. It's perfect in its constancy. It is permanent and not intermittent, regardless of what our emotions sometimes tell us. 
The promise is that you will keep in perfect peace. In closing, I just want to read Philippians 4, verses 6 to 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I just want to share three points very quickly. You and I can experience perfect peace. You, can I, you, you and I can experience the perfect peace of God when you get God's perspective on your situation. You get God's perspective on your situation. God, what is it that you're trying to teach me through this difficult situation? What are those things that you want to highlight to me in this situation? What is it that I need to learn? Help me, God. I don't want to see this through my eyes. I don't want to see this through what I feel needs to be done. I want to look at it through your perspective. You can experience the perfect peace of God when you, when you get God's perspective on your situation. The second is when you give up trying to control what God is allowing to happen. Many a times you want to go ahead of the plan. Ahead of the plan. It'd be amazing, right? When a building is being constructed, you know, prior, a lot of times prior to the building being constructed, people invest and they buy the home. It'd be amazing, right? Just prior to the building being constructed, they've only laid the foundation. Uh, the, the, the owner of the building says, yeah, you guys can come and bring your pillows and your blankets and sleep, sleep on the land. Sleep on the land, you know? And when it's ready, you can move into your apartment. But for now, you can sleep over here. Be crazy, right? Many a times you want to go ahead of the plan. But we will experience perfect peace when we give up trying to control what God is allowing to happen. And you can be assured of this one thing, that if God is allowing it, it is for your good. It is for yours and for my good. That is why God is allowing it to happen. You give up trying to control what God is allowing to happen. And the last thing, you remember what God has done in the past. You remember what God has done in the past. If God did something for you yesterday, last week, last year, two years ago, and you were in a situation where you were able to experience perfect peace, you remember what God did back then and remind yourself that God is more than able to do it now. God is more than able to do it now. I want you to know, that no matter how big the storm may be, God's desire for you is to experience perfect peace. It's, 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 not, it's not any scientific theory. You and I can experience perfect peace because we're more than able to call out to the one who's more than able to give us that perfect peace. And we also know that he who is living in us is greater than he who is in the world. And we've got perfect peace living on the inside of us. When Jesus, last week I said, all that Jesus did when he said, be still, was he just released what was on the inside of him. 
In the same way, you and I have the ability to release what is on the inside of us. So no matter how big or how bad the storm may be, you and I can experience perfect peace. 